When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. We've got a huge week in two different sports for two very different reasons. We had a terrible moment for a good guy yesterday and a solution for the slam dunks. It's President's Day. Let's go. Only one place to start. All right, now one place to start is right here in our studio with a straight talk from Dan Graziano. It's brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Dan is my NFL insider extraordinaire. We just wrapped up two fun hours on Get Up today. A lot of basketball stuff to get to. We'll get to the Michigan stuff from yesterday. We'll get to the All-Star stuff, the slam dunk contest, which was just an atrocity. I, mean, I don't even know what else to say. Uh, Hembo was with us today as well here and the rest of the members of the Hashtag crew. But we're going to do something we never usually do. And that is we're going to start with a little trivia. We were trying to figure out what's a good way to sort of commemorate President's Day. One doesn't really celebrate President's Day, do they? What, what, what is the appropriate? I don't know. We're working. So I yeah. don't know what anybody's doing. Yeah. Well, on Mike and Mike, we used to call it the Comp Day Gong. Like we would work on President's <laughs> Day because it comes in February and we would play this gong. And I would say to you, yeah, there's going to come a day in August when I'm playing golf and I'm not working. And I want you to remember this day in February. <laughs> but one way or another, I, however it is we're commemorating it, we're going to do it with trivia. So Hembo gave one trivia question to Graziano earlier today. And the question was, who was president of the United States? when the NFL's first playoff game was played, and Graziano got it right. Yeah, Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt. And that is correct, because you knew... See, here's why I was impressed. Because knowing the NFL as you do, you know that the league started in the early 20s. What was the official first year of the NFL, 21? 1920. Yeah, 1920. But the fact that you knew they didn't play playoff games until into the 30s, and thus it was FDR, that was pretty good. Yeah, well, I thought sometime in the 30s, so FDR was elected in 32, so that gave me a pretty good chance (laughs) if I had identified the decade. I only got it by a year, though, right? It was 33? Yeah, 1933. If it had been a year earlier, it would have been Hoover. December of 1933. By Mm the way, uh, Nuno, did you know that the very first NFL playoff game was played between the New York Giants and the Chicago Bears at Wrigley Field? Did you know that? No, but it feels, as a fan of the Giants, it feels like that was the last time they were in the playoffs. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I was going to say, what's the next time those two teams will both be in the playoffs in the same season? Feels like it's going to be a ways off. But anyway, we got a question. Go ahead, Hembo. Hit him with another one. Graziano, which U.S. president is credited with originating the term okay? The term okay originates from a United States president, and my question for you is, which one? Well, is it? Hold on. Let me jump in here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is the answer to that in any way football or sports related? It is not. No. Well, you're just asking him a presidential trivia question? You made no stipulation in our pre-show meeting about sports or no sports. I'm just asking my favorite presidential trivia question. Well, let me ask you a question. Should sports have been implied so I said to him, he said, should I do some presidential trivia today? And I said, yes. Is it not implied 
that there would be some sports, at least tangential connection. What happened last week, right? <laughs> it was Thursday. And yeah. Jay Will was in here to answer a, a basketball trivia question. Okay. And I said, it's Elgin Baylor. And he didn't believe me. And he guessed <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And so I had this big victory lap over there in research telling him he should have listened. Uh-huh. And now, all of a sudden, the floodgates are open. And Hembo feels like he can ask me anything. All right. So he's asking you, which president yeah. is credited with coining the term OK? So... It stood for something, right? It was a presidential nickname. It was like old Kinderhook or something like that, right? But I don't remember the guy. It was some... Were any of the presidents from Oklahoma? I'm just trying to no, think. No, no, it That's wasn't that. I would have it wasn't thought. Oklahoma. It was old. It was old. It was a Kinderhook. Was that the... Was it was that? old Kinderhook. Right, but I don't remember who it was. It was some It was some <laughs> obscure president. It was like Franklin Pierce. I'm okay. going to guess Franklin Pierce. Well, let me ask you a question, because they, ju- they just put the answer up on our screen. Oh. It was Martin Van, Van Buren, Buren. See, there you go. Who was the eighth president. I remembered the nickname but not the guy who had the nickname. How so. on earth did you know that the term okay came from old Kinderhook? I don't, you know what, I, I want to know what should be in that part of my brain that is holding <laughs> that information because whatever it was that associated with Van Buren apparently disappeared, but I remembered old Kinderhook for some that, reason. That is an unbelievable, and how did it become okay? Old Ki- well, uh, Martin Van Buren, he's okay. Yeah. Old Kinderhook, yeah. he's okay. He's okay. That's literally how the term first mm-hmm. came to the that, back to the 1840s. Is Martin that Van Buren in the Seinfeld episode he's with okay. the Van Buren boys. Is yeah. that, does that come up? I don't remember that being part of that. I feel like I should know that. Yeah. All right, you're listening to Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. Meanwhile, let's run through a bunch of football stuff because there is news out there. It starts with this being a big week for the Packers tell everybody why well tomorrow's the first day that teams can designate franchise players and the Packers have the guy that is the 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 biggest free agent out there the most likely franchise tag candidate in Devontae Adams now of course the big story with the Packers as we all know is will Aaron Rodgers come back will he retire will he force a trade will he come back to Green Bay and what the Packers are doing is trying to do everything they can to convince Aaron Rodgers that they want him back, or at least convince their fans that they tried everything they could. Last week, they hired his old quarterback coach, uh, Tom Clements, out of retirement at age 68 to just, just say, hey, Aaron, look, we really, really want you back. So if they franchise Devontae Adams or if they sign Devontae Adams, that's another indication. But uh, this is the Packers going on. I, I said to somebody last week, it's like the, Notty, the famous Notting Hill scene, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like we're just a team standing in front of a quarterback, asking him to love us. And that's where the Packers are right now with Aaron Rodgers, and, and they're doing absolutely everything they can. And I'm sure making sure he knows Devontae Adams is coming back is going to be a part of that. This is why I love Graziano, because he knows that the, the, the surest weight of my heart is to compare anything to a rom-com. There you That's go. my genre of choice. I usually go When Harry Met Sally. You can explain almost anything in life with a line from When Harry Met Sally. There's a line for any situation that may come up. But you just dropped in Notting Hill, and I like it. Uh, all right, but again, it is a big week in the NFL. What other uh, franchise tag news is out there we should be paying attention to? I mean, it's team-specific if it's something. I mean, like Mike Williams of the Chargers, their receiver, like he's a candidate uh, for the tag. And uh, Jesse Bates, the safety that plays for the Bengals. Uh, he's a guy that they don't want to lose. I imagine they'll tag him. Orlando Brown, the Chiefs left tackle. So it's guys like that. I mean, you know, you think of uh, the names you'll know from playing fantasy, like Mike Gesicki, the tight end in Miami, Dalton mm-hmm. Schultz in Dallas. Uh, so we'll see what ends up happening in terms of who gets tagged, who gets signed, and who gets let loose on the free agent market, which quite frankly, if all these guys get tagged, isn't going to be 
the greatest free agent market of all time. No, that's probably right. But it'll, it, it's interesting to see how it all falls together. I did see some quotes over the weekend. I want to bring this up with Nuno a little later. But the New York Giants' new general manager was mm. talking about building around the yeah. quarterback and the running back, which is interesting because if prior to him saying that, if you had asked me to bet either, neither, or both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley still on the Giants in 2023, I think I would have bet neither. Yeah. So now or should we be 23? Yeah. Should we be betting both? It's, it's one thing. You can't say you're building around two guys and then they're both gone a year from now. I assume they'll both be on the team this year. Right. But, but I mean, we're sort of too, well, I guess we're not too far down the road for that. Either way, let me ask you a question here. What? What do we think of him saying that? I think what he was talking about, what Joe Shane was talking about, was a question about are, are you going to, because he's talking about having to make tough decisions to get under the cap. Are they going to have to cut veterans to do that? Uh, and he's saying we don't want to, cut a bunch of veterans because we want to give we want to find out what Daniel Jones can do what Saquon Barkley can do so he wants to put them in the best possible position to succeed so we want to keep the team you know to the extent that we can so that they're not just playing with a bunch of fill-ins and backups so I think that's what he's talking about this 2022 is audition time for Saquon Barkley for Daniel Jones for this new uh, coaching staff and new general manager they want to see what they can do frankly though when I looked at it there really aren't a lot of like veteran cuts that are obvious for the Giants. Like I think th- th- he's a little hamstrung in terms of what he can do anyway as a result of the contracts they've signed over the past few years. They could, the most relief they could get is if they cut James Bradbury and Blake Martinez, but those are important players for them. So I'm not sure he's in a rush to do that. Uh, so I, I think he's saying we're, we're, we're going to try and not do too much of that and pare down the roster because we want to make sure that we find out about Daniel Jones, about Saquon Barkley going forward. All right, and, and let's, let's do one more here. And I'm going to do this one for both of you because, Hembo, I'm not happy with your presidential trivia today because there's no connection to sports, even tangential. Well, there was on a first. As interesting as old Kinderhook was. Did you know that? No, of course <laughs> I did you're better off that. now having known that. I'm not much better off. I mean, how am I utilizing that knowledge? When I leave here, I'm going to get myself some lunch. I had the knowledge, and I still couldn't utilize it. Because if it could be on, trivi- uh, on Jeopardy someday, and you'll could know be. it then. Well, but, but that doesn't do me anything either. I mean, <laughs> You're not going on Jeopardy? No, I'm, even if I do go. Well, I guess if I went on Jeopardy, <laughs> yeah. then it would help me, but that seems Aaron unlikely. Aaron Rodgers might ask you this question someday on Jeopardy. You'll <laughs> thank me then. Either way, we'll make this straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. This is my fate, my personal favorite sports trivia question. Uh-oh. There are five universities in this country who have produced both a U.S. president and a Super Bowl champion starting quarterback. Right. Can you name the five universities that have both a U.S. president and a starting quarterback on a Super Bowl champion team? Michigan's the easy one. Michigan is the easy one. That's Gerald Ford and Tom Brady. Yeah. Your turn. Cal, did Cal Berkeley produce any presidents? That is incorrect. Oh, I, lo- I love Bowl him being wrong. Right? We know that, that is yep. incorrect. Weeks nope. ago. None of them from Berkeley. Super Bowl champion quarterback. Super Bowl champion quarterback. And yeah. a US, at least one U.S. president and at least one starting uh, quarterback. Hmm. I think I have another. All I right. think. Go for it. Joe Flacco and did Joe Biden go to Delaware? That is correct. Nice. That is the new one. So for a very long time, this question was four. There are four schools that have done it, and Biden just added a fifth. It is now Flacco and Biden from Delaware. Does anyone want to take a shot at any of the other three? I mean, I think Navy. Navy's. How in the world did you get that right? Stallback. 
That is correct. And, and some president, I'm sure. <laughs> Guess which one it is. Everyone gets this wrong. Oh. Because everyone thinks that Jimmy Carter went to Georgia, but he didn't. He went oh, to he was, Navy. Right, he was from the U.S. Naval I Academy. some president had gone to Navy. That's a good pull. You're yeah. right. It is Staubach and Carter. Huh. Carter is from the U.S. Naval Academy. There hmm. are two more. Did Notre Dame have a president? Notre Dame didn't, has not had yeah. a U.S. president. And I don't think any of the Ivy Leagues produced a, a Super Bowl no, winning quarterback. That is correct. There Georgetown, was, we have a president, but I don't, I'm sure we don't have a Super Bowl <laughs> one of them. It's one of them that you... I don't know. It's like one of the most prestigious universities in the country that outside of the Ivy Stanford Stanford is correct. Who's the president? John Elway and Jim Plunkett. And uh, the, 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 the president is there's a school named after him there, which is why some people get it right. The business school is named um, uh, the Herbert Hoover School oh, of uh, something economics or something like that. Hmm. Uh, it, it Stanford has the Hoover Institution. So okay. it's Herbert Hoover, and there's one more, and this is a tough one. Hmm. This is a very, very tough one to get. I'm not even 100% sure you'd get it if I gave you the president. <laughs> the president is Benjamin Harrison. Hmm. The school is Miami University in Ohio. Oh, Roethlisberger. Wow. And it's Roethlisberger. Wow. Yeah, no, Those are the five. I love that question. Those that are the great. five universities that have produced both a starting NFL Super Bowl winning quarterback and a president. Like See, we, Hembo, that's like, how you do it. I feel like we did all right. I think we did okay. Between us, we got three of them. Mm-hmm. I, I think you did well. I'll take and, it. But more to the point, I think I did better on this President's Day asking a President's well, Day question. I mean, it is it is easier when you're the one looking it up. Well, no, no. <laughs> what I mean by that is my question was better than his question, which uh, is to I say gotcha, old gotcha, Kinderhook. Gotcha. Was it, which one of the presidents was old Hickory? Like, that's a different one. That was Andrew Jackson. That's like was Andrew Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Andrew why Jackson. didn't we go with OH as opposed to OK? <laughs> that's, I just, not, you know, that's not an expression. Your questions create more questions question for me. just OH. Graziano, thank you for hanging out. Great to see you. My Busy pleasure. week in the NFL. We'll have more from you. Hey, did you know the free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free? Help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Coming up next, the worst moment of the weekend is worth dissecting deeply, and we will. Next, you're listening to Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y.
All right, this is Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Two-thirds of the assembled members of the hashtag crew with me today. Hembo's here, Nuno's here. Uh, in 30 seconds, we'll get into the worst thing I saw this weekend. I don't mean the slam dunk contest. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't think anything could be worse than that. And then, and then Wisconsin happened yesterday, and so that was worse. So we will get into that in 30 seconds here, and I'll tell you exactly what they should do about it. That's after this word from Epic. So what kind of person would you be if you were living in a nightmare every day? From the executive producers of Lost comes the new Epic's original series, From, a gripping supernatural thriller that takes place in a mysterious exitless town that traps all those who enter. When the sun goes down, the inhabitants are hunted by creatures that emerge from the forest. Sounds pretty good. Starring Harold Perrineau, you can watch From only on Epic's, plus watch thousands of movies and acclaimed original series. Watch live or stream it only on Epic's. Get the channel or the app now. Yeah, we've got a dust-up right now. Jawan Howard and Greg Gard were going nose-to-nose, and now we got a problem. we got a wrestling match going on. Yeah, there were some punches in there. Has it got nasty there in the end? Yeah, that was a terrible moment uh, in Madison, Wisconsin yesterday. So I'm sure by now you've probably seen the video of what happened. Maybe you don't have a full sense of what happened. L- let me give it to you as quickly as I can here. So Michigan is playing Wisconsin yesterday in Madison, and Wisconsin is about to win. The game is over, and they're going to win. They're in the final 30 seconds. Michigan has a full-court press on, and Wisconsin, their bench is empty. So they're pressing these kids who generally never get a chance to play. So Greg Gard, you know, is put off by that. Greg Gard is the, is the coach of Wisconsin, and, and I'm a Big Ten fan. I don't mean this necessarily negatively, but Greg Gard, is, he's, um, he can get salty. He, he's, he, he has a history of being a little bit salty. And so there's no question he doesn't like that Michigan has a press on. Then there's a moment where a kid on Wisconsin loses his shoe. And they, they use a timeout. The, the, the action stops. And they wind up using a timeout. And they use the timeout, Greg Gard explains later. Because instead of having only four seconds now to get the ball over the midcourt line, it gives them ten seconds to get the ball over the midcourt line. And he, he's explaining he doesn't want his backups who never get a chance to play to, you know, have a turnover in the backcourt themselves because the other team is pressing. But I guess I understand that perspective. Juwan Howard, meanwhile, says this is a 15-point game with 15 seconds left. You're calling a timeout. He's put off by that. Game ends. That should be the end of this. Both of them should walk away feeling a little bit aggravated with the other, and no one should know anything about it. But that's not what happens. They then have the handshake line. The two sides walk by each other. You've seen it at the end of every college basketball game, basically, ever. They're going to all walk by, and everyone is going to shake hands with everyone. Juwan Howard is going to do what is called a blow-by. He is going to basically not give Greg Gard the time of day. He's, not, he's looking in the opposite direction. He's going to give him a dead fish handshake. He's not going to say a word. or He's not going to have any pleasantry or, or any real respect in the handshake. Greg Gard is going to force the issue. So he says that Jawan Howard said to him, I'll remember that, meaning the timeout that got called. Greg Gard then kind of grabs Jawan Howard by the arm to explain in his way. He wants to explain why he called the timeout. Jawan Howard doesn't want anything to do with this explanation. He doesn't like that Greg Gard has now grabbed his arm. He grabs Greg Gard kind of by the sweater and now we got a problem. It, it escalates even further because at some point in this, it goes from being nasty words and, and sort of an ugly moment 
to a real problem because Juwan Howard takes an open hand swipe and, and connects with the face of one of the Wisconsin assistant coaches. So now all the players are going to jump in like crazy, as, as you would imagine. Punches are thrown. Players are throwing punches. So this is a terrible moment. And it is, I think, in some people's mind, made worse by the fact that after it was over, neither coach really seemed to take any responsibility. N- neither one of them, at least in the sound bites that I heard, said, that should never have happened. I feel terrible that it did. Jawan Howard was explaining why he did what he did. Greg Gard was explaining why he did what he did. And neither one of them were doing what someone needed to do, which is say, that was a terrible moment, and I apologize for my role in it. So, Michigan's next game is at home on Wednesday night. Wisconsin's next game is on the road on Wednesday night. I think Michigan plays Rutgers and Wisconsin plays Minnesota, but it doesn't really matter for the purposes of this who they're playing. The question is, how will this be adjudicated? How, how will it be handled by the powers that be? How should we allow the punishment to, and I will use this term very advisedly, fit the crime? Just using it as an expression, obviously no crime was committed. So, Hembo, I'll start with you. If if you were Kevin Warren, who is the the commissioner of the Big Ten, and and anyone else involved in making the decisions here, how would you handle this? I think I'd probably rule heavy-handedly just because it's so out of the ordinary to see a coach, in effect, throw a punch at another. Like... It's one thing if you know the student athletes do so, and they probably have some precedent for that. With coaches, I think it's kind of fair game to set a new precedent and to, to rule heavy-handedly. There are five games left in the regular season for Michigan. It would surprise me if Jawan Howard was allowed to coach in any of those. Any of them. In any of those. So and, all five games. I, I think so. And, and Greg Gard, who instigated but you know, was not the aggressor here, I think, takes less of a penalty. He probably should be suspended for at least a game or maybe two. But you know how these things go. The person who instigates rarely gets the brunt of the penalty. Uh, we see it in the NFL all the time. You know, they throw the, they throw the yellow flag on, on the guy that threw the punch, not on the guy that instigated the punch. So right. to me, there has but to, they there has to be... they don't usually go back and look at that, right? right? So we now, mm-hmm. if, if in the moment, if you just watched that thing, so the first thing I saw was I, did, I wasn't watching the game when it happened. So I start getting texts, as I'm sure you did, yeah. from people. Oh, you got to see what happened at the end of this game. So I go on Twitter, and all I see is, is the end there. I don't know any of the context. And my first thought is, wow, Juwan Howard is in big trouble. He can't do that. It was not until I then dove a little more deeply into it that I realized that everyone is to blame, at least to some degree. In an NFL situation, yeah, the guy who throws the punch after being instigated is going to get the penalty, but that's because they don't have the benefit of going back and looking at it more deeply. Mm-hmm. So... Now they do have that benefit. So you're predicting, not predicting. I don't care what your prediction is. What, are you, what would you do? You would give guard one game? Guard one game and Howard five games. And, and how about postseason? There's a Big Ten tournament. Right. So does Howard's suspension spill into the postseason or just the rest of the regular season? I would prefer that not be the case. To me, five games for your head coach is enough based upon what happened. There. Okay. So the rest of the regular season, which is five games. If there were 11 games left in the regular season, would you still say the rest of the regular season? Probably not. Maybe if there were seven or eight, but to me, like that scene, I don't think it's worth overreacting. I think five games for the head coach of a college basketball team is a stiff penalty. Okay, fair enough. Those are the so so says Hembo. Let me bring in hashtag Nuno into this conversation. Nuno, if you were the man in charge here, what would the penalties that you would dole out be? So Howard gets suspended indefinitely pending the investigation. Guard gets a game because I do need to figure out. I need to know what happened, right? Because Greg Gard was already gone. 
and then Howard mushes the assistant that came over or whomever that was. So I need to find out what triggered him to actually do that. Because I don't think that happens if this, this guy comes over and, uh, you know, says whatever he says to Howard and uh, he ends up getting mushed. Okay. So, so I don't mean to laugh because this laugh. is obviously not funny. But your use of mushed kind of language. does make me laugh a little bit here. <laughs> is, is that how you would describe it? I, I, I struggled all morning long. I, I did the highlight of this thing basically three, four times on Get Up today, at least uh, the setup of it, because we had a variety of different people on to comment on it. And I kept trying to decide what to call it. It isn't really a slap. It is a mush. He does kind of mush him. But is that, an, is that an official term? Like, is, is that the official term for what Jawan Howard did to that assistant coach? I have to think so because he didn't punch him, he didn't slap him. He kind of he just like mushed him. Okay, so so so, but you you need to know what the assistant coach said or hmm. did that instigated that because it seems to me that there is no, you know sticks and stones kind of thing you know can break my bones. What is it he might have done that would in your mind lessen what, what the the magnitude of what Jawan Howard well, because, did in response? Because I can say you know what Howard definitely he the blame is on him and to up you know that but. That instead of giving him, you know, 10 games, I'm now going to give him seven because he reacted based upon someone else, you know, continuing this. Like, that's my thing. Whereas, like, that's why I said he suspend them indefinitely until you actually figure this out and, and conduct whatever sort of investigation they'll conduct and then decide on that. But in the meantime, Howard, you're not getting on that sideline. Uh, however long the investigation takes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I, I'm fine with what what both of you said. The rest of the regular season for Howard seems reasonable. I, I, I do believe guards should be suspended for one game. And and, and I, I, I really, I was ready to dive into this heavily because I think going in to get up this morning, I had a feeling someone was going to call for a firing mm. and I was going to jump in on that. But I haven't heard, is there a credible voice that has called for Jawan Howard to be fired? Like, I... I I didn't. I didn't spend all of yesterday on Twitter searching this, but you guys, Hembo has. That's what I was going to respond to. Was you know people just just you know, I'm not sure what the right word is. Just general people on Twitter who are not in the media or other coaches or whatever it is. I saw a lot of them. Oh, Howard has to get fired. We fire everyone immediately today. So that's what I really wanted to respond to, which was to say that would be a dramatic overreaction. But the fact that no one seems to be doing that has sort of lessened my enthusiasm mm-hmm. for the topic. Is anyone calling for him to be fired? Not really. Okay. I think what happens here is is people like tweet, there's no way he should be fired. Stop saying so. Like, who, who actually is saying that? That's what that? I mean. <laughs> Stop saying he it's should a, be fired. Yeah, it's a no one thing. is saying he should be fired. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anyone with a credible voice. Nuno, has anyone whose opinion we need to pay attention to suggested that he should be fired? No. Okay, fair enough. Then let's just move on. We, I'm fine with what you said. Can we just quickly, though, talk about the unwritten rule aspect of this that's yeah. really bothering me? Uh, uh, because you're a baseball guy. Because I'm a baseball and guy. And people always love. So which, which unwritten rule bothers you? Was, was, was Who is more in the wrong? Juwan for having the press on down 15 points against backups. I mean, the guys who are, you know, literally, mm-hmm. the, 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 the walk-ons. Or, or guard for calling a timeout. Jawan Howard is in the wrong. My, my Jawan Howard unwritten rule is if your team is still pressing, my team is allowed to break it, and if I need to call a timeout in order to do so, so be it. Mm. Uh, to me, like, it, it, like in baseball, for example, if your team bring, brings in a position player to pitch, you're signaling we're not trying to win anymore. Right. But if you're still trying to win, 
so am I. And that's what Greg Gar did. I have no issue with him calling the timeout, especially since the kid's you know, shoe fell off. Like, these kids are going to play five minutes the whole season. Right. Give them a shot to break the press. And if Jawan Howard is going to press down, down 15 with 15 seconds left to me, like, shame on him. You know what? I agree with you. I actually think that's, that's where this whole thing goes wrong. That would be like stealing a base, you know, up seven runs mm-hmm. in the ninth. Mm-hmm. It's, actually, it's actually worse than that because baseball obviously doesn't have a clock. Like a baseball team can still win a game down seven runs in the ninth inning. And in fact, it has happened mm-hmm. in the history of the sport. Not often, but it's not impossible. It is basically impossible for Michigan to win that game. They're not pressing for that reason. Mm-mm. They're pressing because they're aggravated. They're pressing for whatever reason. I don't know. I didn't ask Jawan why he was pressing. But that, I agree with you. That actually is where this begins. The, the baseball analogy here is one of Jawan Howard's players hit one of Greg Gard's players with a pitch guards pitcher retaliated and then Howard got mad at him like it's it's an eye for an eye situation they both acted in their own best interest they can both be pissy at each other but to throw bows in the in the, in the line is ridiculous but to me it's to me it's on Howard for initiating the the, the press down 15 with 15 I have had left. some people say maybe we need to do away with this handshake line anyway and Bill has said it on Get Up this morning, and I want to be clear. He didn't say it because – he said it's not because these guys got into a fight. It's ridiculous that they got into a fight. But the whole idea of everyone shaking everyone's hand is very little league and meaningless – and that what they really should do is everyone should kind of go seek out whoever it is you really want to shake hands with. Like in most sports, they don't do this, right? Like at the end of a football game, like the quarterbacks will shake each other's hand. The coaches will shake each other's hand. You know, you go find someone you want to shake hands with and you do it. But they don't line up both rosters. And I get it. <laughs> football, it would take a very long time to do that. Nuno, do you think, do you think that the handshake line at the end of a college basketball game has outlived its usefulness? I don't, but but it does seem like we've had a lot of issues, right? Because Coach K has been involved in some where yeah. he's reprimanded players on other teams and things of that nature. I think it's just a quickly good game, whatever it is. Like you, when you're a little and and just keep it moving. Stop trying to, uh, you know, solve world peace or whatever the <laughs> heck you want to do during that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of see it both ways. Like if the reason is that people cannot be expected to act appropriately, then I'm against canceling it for that reason. I'm actually more in favor of telling people, just act appropriately for crying out loud. Having said that, I think I have to make an admission. If at the end of a very painful loss, and I'm just a fan, like let's say for the sake of argument, when the Jets lost to Pittsburgh, ask yourself this question. Nuno, I want an honest answer. The Jets played Pittsburgh in a playoff game in it was Roethlisberger's rookie year. It was it was Herman. It was the Doug Bryant game. The Jets missed two very makeable field goals, lost a game they absolutely should have won and wound up losing a playoff game. If right when that game ended, they took me and like two other people on one side and we had to walk past a couple of Steeler fans and shake their hands. I don't know how I would have acted. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know that I would have been okay. Now, I, I don't think I would have mushed anybody in the face. Well, we know you wouldn't do that. Like, stop. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that. I mean, I, I don't know that I'd have been in the mood to be like, well done. Congratulations. I hope you guys win the whole thing. Like, I, I don't think I could do that. What mood you're in is immaterial. It's just a, it's a mere act of, 
of sportsmanship after you both try to win the game. There's a winner, there's a loser, and then you do it. Like, to me, it's not complicated. And to suggest that, like, because once in a while, guys can't act like grown-ups that we shouldn't do this but anymore. But I'm a grown-up. stupid. I'm telling you, I'm a grown-up, and I don't know that I could do it. Like, if in that moment, that someone from the Steelers' side of that handshake line said something that rubbed me the wrong way, <laughs> like, we could go. Like, this thing, we could go. I'm, I'm, right now, I'm Jawan Howard, and that guy is Are Greg Are you Gard. more likely to be the musher or the mushy? Oh, come on. I think we both know the answer to that question. I was born to be mushed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the least likely musher of all time. This, of all the things I might someday get suspended for, mushing someone in a dispute. I'm a huge fan of the reprimand. I make it very clear. A sternly worded letter, I think a sternly worded email is an appropriate penalty here. And, 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 and I think I'm just the person to write that. One way or another, we'll get to it. As we continue, we got a very important week for one sport. Maybe the most important week that we'll have any time in the foreseeable future. We'll explain why after this word from ZipRecruiter. You know, according to research, 90% of employers plan to make enhancing the employee experience a top priority in 2022. After all, a happy workplace, like one that allows for a flexible schedule, focuses on company culture, that's key to attracting and keeping great employees. And if you need to add more employees to your team, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job and proactively presents them to you. You can easily review these candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greenie at ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Back in a flash, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average on this President's Day. And in just a moment, I will tell you why one of our beloved sports is about to embark upon its most important week in the foreseeable future. But before we do that... 
Rambo did put together some presidential trivia today, and I must again complain about it. None of your trivia questions seem to have any tangential <sighs> relation to sports, mm. which I will repeat, should have been implied. Like, I shouldn't have to have said to you, really, Hembo, Hembo says to me, no, no, you tell me, you're the producer of the show. Hembo and I get together in the office this morning as every day. And he says, I've got some good presidential trivia that we can throw into the show today. And I said, that sounds like a good idea. Did I need to specify there should be some connection to sports as we ask these questions? Do you feel like that needed to be said or could that easily have just gone unsaid? Ani, we do a sports talk show. Right, right. Uh, yeah, nah, bro. Like, no. It's, you don't have to tell someone to uh, make sure it's sports related. Yeah. That's the hook. That's the way I get away with when management comes to me and like, what the hell were you guys doing? But like, hey, there was a sports hook there. That's right. So learn from Nuno. So Nuno, if, when management comes to you today complaining about my questions lacking sports, you're going to have no leg to stand on. No, I'm be like it was Hembo. I can't control Hembo. He just correct. He's just it's Hembo. That's correct. Let me let me try one for you with a sports connection. All right, go How ahead. How about that? Yeah. So we're about to talk about to do some baseball here, Greeny. So my question for you is: Who was the first United States president to throw out the first pitch at a major league baseball game? All right. Here's what I know. I know when it happened. I don't know who the president was. <laughs> when did it happen? It happened in the 20s. It happened in the 1920s. It was, it was, it was someone, I don't know. I'm not good with the order. I can start at Roosevelt and just go nonstop. Brandon is looking over at me. Yeah, Brandon, I'll let you help me with my guess. Who was the president before Roosevelt? Who was it? Was it Harding was in there somewhere? He's saying it's either Hoover or Calvin Coolidge. I think that's right. Actually, now that I think about it, who was the president that Babe Ruth said he made more, Babe Ruth made more money than the president one year. And he said, I had a better year than he did. Here's the problem. I know the sports side of all of these things. I don't know the president. So I'm going to say, in the interest of moving it along, I'm going to say Calvin Coolidge. That is incorrect. Damn it. Is it, is it Hoover? It was earlier in, in opening day 1910. Oh, 1910? William Howard Taft, the 27th president, threw out the first pitch in D.C. when the A's played the Senators. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the A's would have been Philadelphia A's That's at right. that time and the Washington Senators. Okay, there you have it. William Howard Taft was the first president ever to throw out the first pitch at a game. All right, tell everybody why this is a huge week for baseball. Um, Because one week from today is effectively the deadline that Major League Baseball has set so that opening day could start on time if the agreement comes into play. So one week from today... We will know exactly, or at least we'll know whether or not the season will have to be delayed. Right now, not spring training, the season. So opening day is scheduled for March the 31st. You essentially need one full month to ramp up and build, you know, for a full spring training in order to make that happen. Now, all this week, starting today in New York, the Major League Baseball and the players are going to meet, and they're supposed to meet every single day. The last time they met was Thursday. That meeting lasted for 15 minutes. Right. So they're in a very precarious position because based on all the reporting that we have, the sides are super far apart and they have exactly one week to figure it out. And there's no obvious reason to believe that they're going. To. So they're going to meet every day this week. We will get pass in and Buster and all those guys in here as the week goes on to get you the latest. But what what at its core, what are they fighting over? What's what's the thing they can't come together on? There are. Not, it's not a stretch to say there are dozens of economic disagreements that I won't bore you with. These are things that I've been reading about for the last month or two, but it's all about the, you know, the competitive balance tax threshold and you know, uh, revenue sharing and arbitration and all that kind of baseball so stuff, stuff. fans don't care about. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what fans do care about. 
as we're doing all this negotiation and arguing over dollars and cents, what is not being discussed is the most important thing, Greeny, and that is when baseball does come back, if baseball does come back, the product stinks. And right now we have the owners who are trying to fight for the almighty dollar, as they should. We have the players who are trying to fight for the almighty dollar as they should. And there is no person or group of people that is prioritizing the long-term health of the game. So what you're going to happen is we're probably going to come to some sort of like contentious agreement, hopefully in the next week, maybe not. And we're going to go back to having the same conversations that we had last year and the year before and the year before. Well, what is wrong with baseball and how can we fix it? None of those discussions are happening right now because they're so tied up with the economics. So what you're saying is that the issues of pace of play and pace of game and anything else like that should be part of the collective bargaining, but it's not. They're not anywhere near that. They're not even close to solving their economic issues. So the idea of changing the sport fundamentally or making adjustments that both sides can agree upon, yeah. those things aren't even entering the discussion room yet because they're so uh, so far apart with the money. All right. It, it's, it's bad. I mean, it, it's a really bad situation. So uh, are we optimistic? No, we're not. But we will bring you the latest. As, as they've said, they'll get together. Maybe they could sort of incrementally increase the length of their meetings. So they started at 15 minutes. Maybe Tuesday they go to 20 minutes. By the end of the week, they could kill an hour on this thing. And, and no, that seems like an appropriate amount of time to deal with it. Uh, coming up next, the second worst thing we saw this weekend. I've got the insight. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.